Have you ever wanted a twin? Well, not after these stories. This world is a strange one. Sometimes we do have twins, twins that weren't born with us. How is this possible though? Well, it's a certain type of paranormal phenomenon that can be very horrifying. What could be stranger than a stranger who looks exactly like you? Enjoy these allegedly true doppelganger horror stories. But first, have you been on a cruise when something creepy or terrible happened? Send me your story at darknessprevails.org and it might appear in a future video. Or think about becoming a patron for tons of bonus goodies at patreon.com darknessprevails. Now, let me introduce you to yourself. Number one. My Mother's Evil Twin, submitted by Karina G. This happened to me back in 2000. I was only seven years old at the time. My family and I had just moved from New York to Florida, and we moved in with my stepdad's sister until we got our own place to live. My sister and I had our own bunk bed and shared the room with my step-cousin, Another thing is, ever since I could remember, I always woke up early. On my own without the help of an alarm, I would usually wake up from 6 to 7 a.m. Meanwhile, the rest of the family would be asleep. On a weekend, they'd be up around 10 a.m. Since we were living in someone else's house, I'm not really comfortable to do anything until everyone else is awake. That means I'd have to wait in bed, doing absolutely nothing for a couple of hours, because no one else woke up as early as I did. Also, our bunk bed is along the same side by the door. In the position that I slept, the door was right by my head. This one morning during the summer, I woke up. It must have been 6 a.m. because the room was still dark. Not entirely, though, because that room had many windows. I slept on the top bunk, so I was staring at the ceiling, thinking of nothing in particular, when I had this weird, eerie feeling. It was this urge to look around the room, though I was still lying down. I raised up and looked at the door, which is always closed shut while we slept. Now it was only a couple of inches open, and there in the crack of the door, I saw someone standing there. When I realized that someone was there, my heart pounded so fast, I felt frozen in place. I was so shocked and scared, not expecting to see someone there. It was my mother, she was just standing there still and quietly staring at me. Now, my mom is a very kind and happy woman. She's positive, even in the most terrible situations. But at that moment, her face was twisted in a serious grim expression. And for some reason, her face looked very angry. I've never seen my mom like that. It didn't even seem like her or feel like her. I didn't know if that's what scared me more, seeing her this way were seeing her so still standing there and watching me. When she saw how scared I was, she then put on a very fake smile. Then in a very low, angry, and slow voice, she said to me through the crack in the door, Go back to sleep. Quickly, I turned around and I closed my eyes, pulling the blanket over my head. I was terrified, shaking under the sheets. I was wondering if she was still there, or if this thing that was my mother was gone. 
In the moment, I remember thinking about what if it wasn't really her? What if somehow there was something that was trying to look like her? Something that really wanted to get in my room? It just didn't make any sense for my mom to be up that early. She was never awake at the same time as me. She never even checked up on us while we slept when we shared our room with our step-cousin. Our cousin was a teenager, so she was able to take care of us if she needed to. Not to mention, it didn't behave like her. Later, much later that morning, when I had the courage to finally get out of bed after everyone else was up, I walked over to my mom and I asked her what was wrong this morning. And she looked at me funny and said she didn't know what I was talking about because she said she had only woken up about 30 minutes ago. Chills went down my spine when I heard that. That house turned out to have a lot of weird things happening in it during the time we lived there. I'm not sure if this one was truly paranormal, but I've had a bad feeling during that experience, which still scares me to this day. I'm even 24 years old now, and I still get chills thinking about that morning. I don't know if it was my mother sleepwalking or if it was something that looked like her. Either way, it scared the heck out of me. Number two, Doppelganger in my house. Submitted by Amber. This happened to me less than a year ago now, but let me begin by setting the stage. I'm a 29-year-old single mother currently residing in Tennessee. Living with me are my now seven-year-old son, my elderly disabled mother, and at the time of this occurrence, my cousin was sleeping on our couch. Now, here's the fun thing about my family. We all very much believe in the paranormal. My mom was raised in the belief, therefore so were my cousin and I. It's like we were trained to deal with things that most people refuse to believe exist. Let's just say our favorite show was Supernatural. It's fun to see the lore we believe in come to life on screen. Now, my cousin and I did not actually meet until high school, and we didn't know we were related for a long time. He became friends with my older brother and then became part of our family, and then we realized we have common blood. Small world, right? Anyway, we grew up separately, but our families both raised us in much the same way. We each grew up in a relatively stable home, and in our free time, you could always find us reading about supernatural and paranormal happenings. But around us, in reality, stuff doesn't really happen. But you better believe if it did, we would be ready for it. Or so we thought. About a year ago, my cousin showed back up after having basically fallen off the face of the earth for several years. He was now working doing private security in my town, and our house was closer than his to his current posts. So he asked us if he could stay with us for a while, and of course we agreed. One night, when I was trying to sleep, I overheard a conversation between him and my mother coming from the other end of the house in the middle of the night. I could faintly hear what they were talking about, but because I didn't hear the start of the conversation, it didn't really make sense to me. I remember hearing my mother's voice ask a question that I couldn't understand from so far away, and I heard my cousin respond with a sentence that ended with, at least this is plastic. I assumed from the tones of their voices that my mother had found an e-cigarette on my desk. I may be an adult, 
but I didn't want to deal with the confrontation bound to occur if she found that I was vaping and that my cousin was sticking up for my right to do so. I was tired and I didn't want to deal with anything at the moment, so I decided to deal with it the next day. My mother had been sick for a while and she wasn't getting any better, so the next day she went to the ER by ambulance and was admitted to the hospital. She was gone the entire day, so I knew I wasn't going to get confronted by her for vaping, at least until she got back. I wanted to get it over with, honestly, but I also didn't want to bring it up myself in case I had misunderstood what they were talking about. For all I knew, they were discussing something entirely different. So once she was gone, I asked my cousin, hey, the other night, what were you guys talking about? He looked at me kind of funny, and he asked me what I was talking about. I told him I overheard the, at least this is plastic part. Did she find my e-cigarette? At which point he told me that no such conversation had taken place. In fact, he didn't remember talking to her at all the night before. Okay, that's strange, but not overly so. After all, I was tired, or he just might not remember. Although I was sure of what I heard, I brushed it off, no biggie. However, that day I had my son raking the leaves in the yard. I didn't expect him to do a perfect job of it. After all, he was only six at the time, but he needed practice and I needed the help since I had a bad back and raking is almost impossible for me anymore. While he was raking, he asked me for some tea, not cold, super sweet Lipton tea like most people down here tend to drink. No, in my family, it's real hot tea especially in the fall and winter. He was working hard, so I tell him, sure, just keep on raking and I'll get you some tea. So I go inside and boil the kettle, pull out a tea bag from the box he enjoys the most. I get the tea steeped, sweetened, and pull the tea bag out. But the tea is very hot still, and he's got a pretty sensitive mouth. So I go set the mug on the wooden railing of our front porch and yell out to him that it's still too hot, so give it a couple of minutes before he drinks it. I go back inside into the back room where I was working on cleaning. Now, through all of this, my cousin was taking a nap on the sofa in the living room, which is where the front door enters. There are a lot of windows in the wall across from the sofa. They're all grouped together to make one large super window that looks out into the front porch and yard. My cousin did not hear me come inside, somehow, but his text alert went off on his phone a few minutes later, waking him. He sat up and was fully awake texting back and forth with the person who woke him when he looked out the front window and saw me standing there on the porch. He says he saw me dip my finger in my son's tea mug on the railing as if I were testing the temperature. So it very much surprised him when just a minute later, my son comes inside yelling for me, asking me if the tea is cool enough and I answered from the back room I had already been in. When I answered from back there, he asked if I had come in the back door, to which I said no. Then he asked how long I'd been back inside and started to be visibly agitated. I told him I'd been in for a good 10 minutes or so. He told me that there was something in the house, saying that he'd just seen me on the porch just a minute earlier. He was wide awake and looking towards my direction. It would be physically impossible for him not to see me come back inside. Now, both of us being open to the paranormal, we began to put things together and tried to figure out what we were experiencing. His voice and my mother's having a conversation that never happened, at least not between the real them. 
we were beginning to think that something in the house was impersonating us. Now, being the paranormal maniac that I was, I actually own an EMF detector. I've tried to test it under controlled conditions, so I know that it's accurate enough for what I want to do with it. I bring it out and we walk through the house, looking for spikes in activity. We finally hit a spike where there were no electronics or wiring near enough to cause any interference. It was right in the middle of my mother's bedroom. What my family believes in order to banish things that possess your home is that you have to have faith. And by faith, I don't just mean religion. You have to have a strong will in what you say and believe. Basically, no matter what you believe, so long as you have force and understanding behind your words, then there is power to them. So, right there in my mother's bedroom, while she was at the hospital, I called out to this thing, saying you're going to leave right now, and you're going to stay gone, that this is my family, and it has no right to be bothering us. Usually with this kind of thing, you don't know if it worked or not until the activity calms down. But at that very instant, there was a draft in the room, as if one of the closed windows was actually opened. There was a chill in the air, and my cousin and I looked at each other in surprise. Then the chill faded, and the room warmed up again. But we were left very creeped out, yet satisfied. Afterwards, I smudged the entire house with sage, including all the occupants and our pets, then asked for a blessing over our home. This is the first time I've ever dealt with what I thought was a doppelganger, but all in all, it was far from the worst thing I've ever run up against. I thought we managed to get it gone before it did any harm, so for the time being, I called it a win. Well, I would have still called it a win if my son didn't just recently ask me if he had a twin. He said he saw himself at school the other day, someone that looked like a mirror image of him. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer, Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play with my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Number three. The Me in the Mirror, submitted by Daya Ai. I'm not sure how to classify this experience. Was it a doppelganger, an alternate reality? All I really know is that it's an experience that stuck with me for nearly all my life. The events I'm about to tell you happened when I was fairly young between the ages of six to eight, tentatively. I'm 20 now, so you'll have to forgive me if I miss a detail or two. I'll try to be as descriptive and detailed as I possibly can, considering what I remember. Anyway, this is the story about the time I met another me through the mirror. My family has a long history of working on boats, my mother was a wedding coordinator for a yacht company, and my stepfather was a captain for that very same company. My biological father, who I still see often and am on good terms with, was a DJ on a rival yacht company. These companies were known for hosting cruises around the harbor they rested in. They did other events like weddings, birthday parties, and things like that, but general cruises around the area for rich tourists and the like were the most popular. It was a very rich people sort of business with a rich people sort of vibe. The boats were huge and well-kept and the fanciest things in the harbor altogether. It was kind of ridiculous and very overpriced, but hey, it was a business. So cheers to them, I guess. When I was in single digits, I often went with my biological father to work on the weekends. Well, the weekends he had with me. I wasn't old enough to stay home alone just yet and honestly, I didn't really mind going to work with him. Even when he worked late at night on cruises and parties, I had a lot of fun meeting new people. The chefs on the yachts liked me and would sneak me really delicious samples of food, and the bartenders gave me free Shirley Temples when I went up to them. Since it was just a boat and there was no way I could really get lost or disappear unless I fell off or something, which I never did because ocean safety was drilled into my head, my dad didn't mind if I walked off and away from him to go exploring on my own. On one such cruise he was DJing for, I had to use the bathroom at one point. So I got up from exploring a floor of the yacht and went to where I knew the restrooms were. These restrooms were tucked just a little ways away from the dance floor and the main floor of the yacht, just next to the bar. There was a small hall between the doors that led to the men's and women's facilities with a mirror in the middle of it. I walked into the bathroom and stopped dead in my tracks. The mirror down the hall, it was completely gone. In its place was a slightly longer hallway that stretched further than the original one normally did. 
and now there was a little girl standing there. She looked exactly like me, except somehow her hair was a lighter shade of brown than my own, and she was not missing her front tooth like I was. It had fallen out recently, but when she smiled, all her teeth were there. She was even wearing the same dress I was and the same shoes. I can't remember what they looked like, but I know they were the same thing because I looked down at myself and checked. I smiled back at her, my mind simply happy for seeing another child on board a ship where I thought there was no one. When I opened my mouth to say hi, she did too. We spoke the greeting in unison and then laughed in unison. We were wearing the same clothes, we spoke in unison again, pointing at each other's outfits. And again, we laughed, surprised that we were speaking the same thoughts at the same time repeatedly. I moved my body back and forth and so did she. Her hand fell to the side before mine did. However, she then lifted her other one to offer it to me. What's your name? We spoke again together. I walked forward to answer her and take her hand as we were just meeting for the first time. I was about to say my name and she was about to say her name as well, but I was cut off when I slammed face first into something. When I pulled away, my gut twisted and sank when I realized it was a mirror. I'd been talking to a mirror, and the person I was looking at now was myself. I had the same tooth gap and the same colored hair that I usually did. I reached out to touch the mirror, and my hands met the cool glass. I stared at myself in confusion. Honestly, this thought really still creeps me out just remembering it, because I swear, the person I was talking to in that hallway was not me. They moved at times differently from me. They looked like me, but not exactly. I mean, I wouldn't have sat there talking to my reflection if I didn't beyond a shadow of a doubt know this was another person. The best way I could describe the feeling is the way you feel when you experience deja vu, when you could swear that you've done something like this before, but at the same time, something feels very off, something you can't put your finger on, just that you know you've felt it in the past, at the time when it happened, I was confused, but as a child, I didn't think anything of it. I just remembered that I had to use the bathroom and turned to go back. They were stalled bathrooms, with a marble set of two sinks for guests to wash their hands and towel dispensers. A woman was in there already, washing her hands as I entered, and at that point, I couldn't bring myself to look at the mirrors in the bathroom. An uneasy feeling set over me at the very thought of doing so. Dear, are you all right? The woman who was in the bathroom tried to get my attention. I must have looked sick or pale or something. And the fact that I was just staring at the ground did not help. She thought I was seasick and asked if I needed anything or if she wanted me to stay until I got out. But I kindly refused and told her I was just tired. She smiled at me again and nodded. You and your sister must have been running around a lot. That's when my head instantly turned to her and I gave her a confused look. I was an only child. I had no sister, no friends on this boat. The woman looked up at me and passed me. Then she too looked confused and looked down at me. Were you here for a long time, she asked, and I told her that I'd just entered the bathroom. But, she protested, I could have sworn that I saw someone just like you when I was looking in the mirror. To this day, I don't have much of an explanation for what I or the woman saw. Did I meet a clone of myself from another dimension? Was I so tired that night 
that I was just a weird kid talking to myself in the mirror and not realizing it was a mirror. I honestly don't remember, but the fact was that someone who was me but not quite me was there in that boat and near the bathroom, and I wasn't alone in what I saw. To this day, I'm honestly a little paranoid about full body mirrors. I'm always quite nervous, nervous that when I stare into them, something like that might happen again, that I'll see another me, and she'll be smiling with a smile, just a little different from my own, moving in a way just a little different from how I do. Do you think the us from other dimensions wonder and fear the same thing? I'd like to think they do. It's far more comfortable thinking that they're scared of us like we are of them, as opposed to the thought of them wanting to somehow break through the dimension of mirrors and into our lives so that they can be everything we are and then some. Number four, I couldn't believe my eyes. Submitted by Louisa. This happened to me and my mother around two years ago. It was August the 15th to be exact. I remember the date because of a festival that happens in this time of summer. The experience wasn't exactly horrifying, but very baffling and eerie. It was around 6 or 7 p.m. and we were heading home. There were many people on the street and we don't live far from the festival. Even still, it was light out because it was summer. We were walking and I was trying to accustom my mother to some internet terms when I saw a very different looking man. I don't exactly remember how he looked, but I can say he looked to be between 20 or 30, wearing a light brown jacket, and I believe he also wore a pair of round glasses. I don't remember any other accessory, though I think he wore more. I clearly remember him walking weirdly. Anyway, I pointed him out to my mother. She said he was weird and we continued on our way. After we walk a little bit more and cross the road, on the other side of the street, the one we're now on, I see the same man, dressed the same way, walking the same way, now joined by a few people. We passed him again and I looked at my mother to validate the thing we just saw. The look on her face told me that she had seen it too. Now weirded out, we continued on down the road, but I swear, not five minutes later, the very same man, alone again, walking the same exact way, with the same exact outfit, he walked right past us. At that point, my mother and I stopped, our mouths were wide open, and we stared at the man as he walked past. We had no idea what was going on, all we knew was this was weird. We tried to explain it away in our heads. Maybe it was a set of triplets. Maybe they all dressed up the same, walked the same, and happened to be walking the same path at different intervals. Perhaps it was the same guy and he was just playing a prank on us. But the fact that someone would do it like that is creepy in and of itself. And if it was one person, we would have seen him come back and circle around. To this day, my mother and I are unsure of what we saw. We think it might be paranormal, but we want to remain skeptic until we completely exhaust all other options. And number five, my doppelganger, submitted by How the Bird Lady. 
I'm 34 years old, living in East Tennessee. I've always had no choice but to believe in the paranormal. I grew up rather quickly, as I had to take care of a disabled sister, and my parents were always busy. We were a Christian family, and I've had my own opinions on it that differ from my other family members. Now to this experience. Last summer, my mother was put in ICU. It was very traumatizing for me. She was my best friend, and I was scared. When the ER physician offered to pray for my mother, I was even more terrified. The prayers didn't seem to help. I went up to the ICU floor, saw how serious the situation really was, and then I retired to the ICU restroom. I then hit my knees, begging anyone or anything out there to please help my mother. I even bargained to whatever would listen. I made a deal that whoever would help, I would sacrifice myself to save my mother. Then, all at once, an overwhelming feeling of knowing that she would recover washed over me. Keep in mind that the situation was very dire. It didn't look good. I studied medicine and I knew how bleak the situation really was. I then walked back into the ICU and I told my mom, you will get better, mama, trust me. She did. We hoped for the best and by some miracle, my mother was discharged in five days. I couldn't have been happier. A few weeks later, strange and terrible things began to happen, specifically in my room. Every night it got so cold, without exaggeration, I could see my breath in front of me. And I felt like I wasn't alone in there. I felt eyes on me, and I could have swore at one point, I felt a hand grasp my shoulder. Then my family began to see a shadowy form walking through the halls at night as well. Both my mother and nephew both saw this thing going through the house, and they would always see it going back into my room. When they would tell me what they saw, I told them not to be afraid, but deep down I was only saying it so that they wouldn't be afraid themselves, but it made me very, very worried. Then early one morning, I saw it myself. He was standing at the doorway of my room when I woke up. It was the dark outline of a man with no distinguishable features, no glowing eyes as I've heard others say, and no long scary fingers either, just a dark figure. Fast forward about a week later, I was outside smoking a cigarette and my mother went into my room. At the same time that I was smoking, she sat on my bed and waited for me. Then she apparently saw me. She says I looked startled and she asked me if I was okay to which I replied in a very monotone, emotionless way. Yes, mother, I'm fine. She let it go and walked out of the room. She went to the kitchen to get some lunch when she saw me outside on the back deck smoking a cigarette. She was horrified. She asked me how I managed to get outside so fast because she had just seen me in my room and even talked to me. I would have had to have passed her in the hallway to get there. I looked at her funny telling her that I was never in my room, that we couldn't have been talking because I've been outside for about 10 minutes now. My mother's no liar. She has no reason to be, and she's a very determined Christian. She has never had any mental problems in her history. My sister also heard me talking to my mom in my room and was terrified when she saw me walking back in from outside. 
so my mother wasn't alone in this experience. I've done a little research, and I came across what is called a doppelganger. It's a spirit that comes to do harm to the person that they mimic. I believe that that doppelganger was there to have stolen me away from my family, who needed me more than ever. The very same night after my mom saw that thing in my room that looked like me, I was kept awake by what I can only describe as a wolf growling from inside my closet. We have no dogs or pets, and the sound was very much coming from my closet door. I don't exactly know what it was, but I do believe something wanted to take me, and I'm very lucky to still be here to this day. I've had other paranormal experiences, but this is the one where I felt my life was in the most danger. Doppelgangers are strange people that are clones of yourself. It doesn't happen often, but no one knows why they exist or where they're from. Are they us from a different dimension or time? Or are they some sort of creature or spirit pretending to be us? If so, what do they want? Are they after your family? Or are they out to ruin your life? Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your cruise scary story soon at darknessprevails.org. Also, a huge thanks goes out to all my newest patrons. They are Patricia Carmely, Emma Jern, Nicole Jacobs, and Shay Casey. Thank you all so much for doing everything you can do to support this channel.